0: Hey world, thanks for tuning into my new podcast, Run On Thoughts. I am your host, Marshell. I am not afraid to be all of myself, even as I evolve. Today's topic, parenting. The good, the bad, and the what the fuck. Y'all ready? Let's go. I'm gonna start off with myself. If you know me, you already know that I became a mother at the age of 17. I was scared out of my heart. Mind. I didn't know what to do. I felt like a disappointment. I felt like I was going to ruin somebody's life. But most importantly, I felt like I wasn't equipped to be somebody's mother because I also felt like I had never been mothered. I lost my mom when I was eight years old to a drug overdose. My dad wasn't really around in those beginning years, and I was tossed around. I always felt loved. My grandma loved me. My aunt loved me. Everybody wanted us, but I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I got whatever it was that was going to make me feel like I was a, eh, not a priority, because I was well taken care of. But I never felt like I just belonged naturally. So when I became pregnant, well, first of all, let me tell you about that. I was a straight A student. I did everything that I was told to do. My aunt raised me. She was really, really strict. I don't hold that against her now, but back then it made me angry and it made me mad when all of my friends were out in the world doing teenage things and I was not allowed to do that. Um, There was an event. Oh, I used to be a rapper. Right? So there was a school event. I was at the school event. Um, my family accused me of being out with the boy that I wasn't with. I was so mad that I began to boil up inside. And I did something for the first time that I had never done before. I went out with some girlfriends. I drank liquor. I smoked weed. And I called that particular boy. I had sex. Shortly after that, I found out I was pregnant. I had just gotten my menstrual cycle and boom, I'm pregnant. Two things happened in that moment for me. One, I realized in that moment that I would never make decisions based on doing something wrong. I would never make decisions based on the perceptions of other people. I would never make decisions based on revenge or being... Uh, this is why when people meet me now, I am all of myself. The reason why I am all of myself is because I want to be responsible for the decisions that I make based on who I am and not based on who other people are. Of course, I didn't want to have this baby. I felt too young. I felt like I was going to not be able to give this child what it needed. But even more importantly, I felt like, hmm, I was Selfish. I didn't want to be a mother at 17. I wanted to go off into the world. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to do things that a young woman would do. And having a child was going to change that. Fast forward, I became a mom, boy. And it was the fastest pregnancy ever because I faked it. I hid my pregnancy, I lied. I lied to friends, I lied to family. I lied to myself. I really was those girls that people see on the news and they go, how could she have a baby on a staircase? How could she drop her baby in the trash can? And although that didn't happen to me, the only reason why that didn't happen to me is because somebody intercepted and said, fool, are you pregnant? And a relief came over me. And I just said, yes. But I was going to fake it all the way to the day. And when that day came, I had no idea what I was going to do. So my son, yes, I have a son and he's an incredible mofo. Anyway, I won't brag on him. But when I had my son for the first week, we did not connect at all. I just didn't want to be anybody's mother. I was broken. I felt ruined. I felt like damaged goods. I got into an argument with his father about, I don't even remember now, but I got into an argument with him. I looked at this little boy. He was smiling. He was smiling and he was laughing and he was giggling and something happened. Something that I had never experienced before. A joy came over me. A new love came over me. I looked at my son and I was like, I will never make you feel how others have made me feel. I put him in his stroller, we strolled to the store, I bought a black marble notebook, I wrote all my feelings in the notebook, and I let my son know in that moment, it was you and me, kid, and I was gonna do everything in my power to build a life for us. I didn't know how I was gonna do it. So I got on my knees, I prayed to God, and I asked God, please, just give me what I need, to make sure that this little boy never feels as alone as I felt. And I made a pact in that moment. Most of you know that I don't drink, I don't smoke, and it's not because I'm better than anyone or because I'm religious. It's because I made a deal with God over my son's life. And because I made that deal over my son's life, I will never take a drink. I will never smoke. God has always protected my son. I can see it in the way he moves through the world. I can see it in his trials and tribulations. I can see it. And that's the deal with parenting that I made. And because of that deal, I feel like I have a covenant with God and he continually gives me wisdom and allows me to see people and places and things that are always going to help shape me. I kinda wanna start crying Because I know that people think that I'm strong and I am strong, but I'm not strong because I am without fears. I'm actually afraid of everything, but I have courage. I will do it. I will just freaking do it. And that's how I feel about parenting. Today's episode was going to be about deadbeat moms. And then I realized that I started this podcast because I wanted to inspire. I know people talk about deadbeat dads on a regular basis, and I thought that I was going to make the playing field equal by talking about deadbeat moms. But the truth is, parenting is hard. It is hard, it is complex, and it might be, no, it is the hardest job that you will ever do in your entire life. And for me, it was the hardest job that I have ever done in my entire life. However, for me, it has also been the most rewarding thing and experience of my life. When I tell people that I never made any sacrifices for my son, they look at me in awe. Because so many parents say how many sacrifices they make. And I understand. For many, it is a sacrifice. For me, there is nothing that I have ever done for my son that I thought was a sacrifice. I wanted to do it. I wanted to teach him how to read. I wanted to give him baths. I wanted to cook for him. I wanted to Read to him. I wanted to have plays in the living room. I wanted to have talent shows. I wanted to take him to the museum. I wanted to take him to shows and to scrape up all my money to make sure that he got to travel. I wanted to make sure that he had a whole relationship with his father, which he did. Boy, it wasn't easy in the beginning. I'm not going to lie to nobody. But that was because of youth, ignorance, and not knowing. But Both of us, thankfully, as we grew and learned, we became better parents. We became, we just co-parented well. One of the things that allowed us to co-parent well, in my opinion, is that when his father met his now wife, my son's stepmother, she's his mother, um, she gave my son's father in my opinion, the foundation to be a whole father. And for that, I will always be grateful to her. Co-parenting is not easy. It is not easy at all. However, if you take yourself out of the equation and you only add up the children, it becomes an experience of a lifetime because everybody is working for the benefit of the child. My son was raised with a village of love and nothing made me feel more uh, safe actually with working and going to school and doing all the things that I had to do as a single woman than knowing that when my son was with his father, He was in a house full of love and a house with people who loved him. And for me, when I see people who have all of this tension with the other woman or the other man, I question the why. Why would you be upset that someone else loves your child? Do you want your child to walk into an environment as the oddball? Do you want your child to walk into an environment where he or she is not loved, not cared about in the same way that you would? Why would a mom be upset that someone fixed their child's hair or fed them or read to them or did any of the things that you would do? You want your child to be somewhere and someone just overlooks them? I mean, the same goes for a father. I understand wanting to be the man in your child's life, but if things didn't work out with the child's mother and that woman is in another relationship, this idea that you would be all right with your child being neglected simply to protect your ego sounds sick to me. It is so important for parents to put all of their needs, wants, desires, and ego aside for the benefit of the child. I want to give a shout out to those step parents who step up and do the work when it is so hard because you have to be the child's parent, friend, you don't know how far to step in. You don't know how far to step out, and you're simply doing the best that you can. Now, I'm not talking about all you step-parents. Some of you ain't shit, i.e., some of you parents ain't shit. So I want to talk about that for a little bit, too. Like, how dare you, as a parent, be so infatuated with being with someone that you would allow them to come into your life and your children's life and disrespect them? Because at the end of the day, the step-parent gets to make a choice. Before they enter your life, they should know that you have children and that person should decide whether or not they want to step in and step up and deal with all of the all of being not just a parent, but of being someone who has to walk the line of being in your child's life, being a parent, being a friend, and knowing that that child may have another parent who has a say in this child's life. If they don't want to do that, exit stage left. But more importantly, have the option to exit stage left. You should exit them stage left, like goodbye. How dare you? If it didn't work out with their father or mother, how dare you invite someone in who is not going to love and appreciate them? Because at the end of the day, if they don't love and appreciate your children or are willing to do the work, they damn sure don't love you. I spend a lot of time with people's children and I see a lot of toxic parenting. And in truth, um, I realize that parents have trauma and oftentimes they pass that trauma down to their children. And many don't mean it, but it's hurtful. I see your children struggling and hurting and not knowing how to navigate the world because all you've given them is your pain. Even me. I was afraid I would give my son the pain that I was given. Parents who didn't receive the love or the care or the nurturing or the discipline or whatever it was that makes us all unhealthy. And I get it. None of us is perfect. But some of us are not even trying to unpack the baggage of our past and be able to to heal so that we can give our best selves and that we can send our legacies, our children out into the world as their whole selves, as their best selves. So many of our children are inundated with their parents' expectations of who they want you to be, or even worse of who they couldn't be. And that burden is put on people and they are out in the world broken and Dim lighted and dark and confused, and just moving around like robots, and it's not fair to them. It's almost like bully parenting, or you are parenting from a place of fear. Same thing, because bullies are afraid. So, yes, it is the same thing, right? You're bullying and parenting from a place of fear. Even those parents who want their children to succeed and they constantly bombard them with a way it's supposed to be. And even if that child succeeds in that way, usually it was parenting that did not come from a place of balance. And balance is what we all need. Anything done that is one track or from a one track mind will have consequences. It's kind of like those children who get straight A's, but they don't, But they have no social skills. Or those children who have social skills and are allowed to slack in college. Or those athletes who are the star player and somebody else's responsibility to do their homework. Whatever it is, it must come to the table with balance. Or even those strict parents who don't, who don't allow their children to do anything. They think they're protecting them, but they're not. Because there's gonna come a day when that said child goes out into the world and is now unable to critically think and defend themselves, to make better decisions, or to not just be simply enamored with the mere possibilities. The possibilities of fucking up is now so big that it's become a huge turn on. But if you had simply parented from a place of balance this wouldn't have happened and another thing a lot of parents parent from a place of ego your own ego and I guess all of what I'm talking about is the ego your fears your shame your expectation your need to fit in your need to be right your need to get it right All of these things influence what type of parent you are to your kids. I see that in a lot of parents who think that it's important to teach your children the same lessons that you've been taught. And I often ask people, why? Why does your child need to learn the lesson that you learned? What if they need a different set of lessons? Or if they haven't been through what you've been through, how are they supposed to understand the very thing that you are trying to tell them. Yes, there are things that our children need to hear, right? But they're not going to get it right now. It's just to fill up their cups so that when they're out in the world and they have to make decisions, they're able to see the cup and go back and be like, oh, I can use that. Oh, my mother showed me that or my dad told me that. From a place of safety and Feeling empowered with information, but not bombarded with rules, 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 rules. The only thing so many rules do is force people to break them. And that's not healthy either. I want my children to go out into the world feeling whole. And the only way to do that is to dismantle this idea that you being the parent means that you know it all. You don't. You don't fucking know it all. None of us knows it all. And you know the crazy part? Our children know that we don't know it all. Many people's children come to me and sit on my couch or talk to me is because I let them know that I don't know it all. I give them advice based on my life. I tell it to them, raw dog. Ask them. Any of you who know me, ask your children. If they've had a conversation with me, how raw I keep it. I tell them what it is. I give them advice based on my failures. That way, they trust me. They trust me to be human so that when I am giving them advice, they don't feel like I am giving them advice from a place of being a martyr. I am giving them advice from a place of being a human and listen to their wants their fears, their desires, their hopes, their dreams. And then I step back and I listen for the word because I do get a word. I don't know where that comes from. I think we'll discuss that in another episode. But I listen for a word and then I tell your children what it is that they need to hear so that they can go out in the world and feel empowered so that they can take over the world so that they can live in their passions and their dreams. And more importantly, so that they can feel comfortable feeling everything that they feel. There is nothing wrong with being happy. There's nothing wrong with being sad. There's nothing wrong with being happy and sad. There is nothing wrong with disappointment, especially when you've given them the tools to deal with disappointment. There is nothing wrong with success. Especially when you've taught them to be humble. These things are very important. And that is what I want for our children. So I know that this was supposed to be about parenting. And it is. But it's mostly because of what I want for all of our children. You know? I know there's some parents out there who are probably like, what the heck? But if you speak to your children and if you lay your sword on the table so that they feel like they have a safe space, I am positive that there are some things about them that you thought you knew. And I don't mean wild and crazy things like drinking and smoking. I mean feelings and fears and hopes and self-esteem issues. I mean the things that make up their core. I know if you've been listening to this podcast, it seems like I've, presented an idealistic view of parenting and trust me parents that is not the case and all you young people listening I know that you thought that I was on your side and I am but for me I try to come from a place of balance so you have some responsibility as well because some of you give your parents a hard way to go. And it's mostly because you've been allowed to be brats. Because some parents parent from the opposite end. They're not too strict, they're too lenient, or their children are going out into the world unequipped simply because you have given them everything. It is okay to give your children the lessons and to be there for them, But sometimes you have to watch from the sideline and you have to watch them fall and watch them scrape their knees and watch them do things that you couldn't even imagine. Because honestly, it's in their failures that you really learn if the lessons that you've taught them, they are able to apply. All right, I'm tired of talking to y'all, so bye.